the Brander Podcast. Hey there guys, Scott Lancaster here from Brander and in this episode we're going to be speaking to Stefanos Demolias, who is a Greek professional dancer specializing in ballet, who has built an incredible personal brand around what he does to really help him stand out in the competitive world of dance. His ability to promote himself successfully and also being an incredible dancer has allowed him to land some truly incredible roles. So in this discussion, we're going to be talking about all things promotion, personal branding, and lots of other incredibly interesting, wonderful things. If you're looking to build a personal brand of your own, then feel free to check out wearebranded.com where we're going to have tons of articles, resources, and accelerator programs to get you where you need to be. So without further delay, let's jump into the episode. Sir, how are you? Hello, how are you doing? I'm Let good, I'm good. here on my laptop and I will put this on. How's things? Look at you with your nice moustache there. It's a, it's a, I am Freddie Mercury reborn. <laughs> oh, I see. You're, you're, you're playing it like rough and manly, yeah. Of course, of course. Mask what? for mask kind of style. <laughs> That's it, sir. It's been it's been it's been way too long, brother. It's been way too long, man. Yeah. Oh, What's by happened? the way, please don't call me, sir. It reminds me of all these like businessmen that they're like messaging me on Instagram, like, "Hi, sir, would you like to grow your Instagram account?" I'm like, "Oh, come on." Oh it's my like, god, do you get those messages as well? Do you get those messages as well? Yeah, all the time. They're like, oh, all these like bots and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So annoying, isn't it? We get them on LinkedIn. How all the time. have you been? I've been Busy. good. It's been, I, th- I, th- I think, I think both of us have had a, a bit of a, a rough year this year, haven't we? It's been. Uh, oh my god! Been, everyone. It's been, it's been huge changes. At least the good thing is about what I'm seeing about your, kind of like your moving forward steps is like, online is uh, like it's about like br- like you know the branding and like the brander as the your new kind of, venture is. Um, is everything to be online, whereas for the arts and for what I've started and what I've devoted myself for the past 20 years of my life, mm. it cannot be virtually all the time. It has to be um, a close connection with the audience. It's completely different. Mm. Uh, as well, financially, like virtual kind of productions are not paying the same, clearly. Yeah. With, so so yeah. with, with kind of the creative arts and stuff, where do you like has it has it impacted sort of the creative arts as a whole quite quite significantly have we started the process <laughs> are you recording yeah, we're, we're, we're just recording <laughs> it is super casual though it's super casual it, these are just okay. things which i'm genuinely interested in from your oh, no standpoint. Worries. okay no worries you're gonna edit it and stuff just because i don't know what like i've never done a podcast before so i'm like no. All of this, all of this is going to be in the podcast and everyone's going to be laughing at us. Oh, great. Oh, great. I should, I should be making more sexual comments then. They always sell more. No doubt. The thumbnails are going to be incredible. Uh, yeah, how, how have things been for you? Like, what's, what's happening? Yeah, so I, I, I've been quite lucky in a sense, but also we had like, like do you know when things first hit? Like at the like sort of February time, just mm. sort of February, roughly like the end of February, we had a week where literally no one contacted us, either the agency or Branda, no one contacted us, not an email, which was r- random mm. as anything. Because I was like sitting there, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do mm. with all my time. I've got so much time. I don't know what, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't got any emails to answer to. My inbox was empty for like a week. And then... It was literally like, it was like, it was like someone switched a light on and all of a sudden everything was back in, in, in business. It was like, how does that even work? It's absolutely crazy. And then obviously I've been, you know, kind of quite busy up until, up until this point, but it's just nuts, man. It, it, it has been but such what, a crazy what, time. What, what is your new venture about? What is it? Is it about like branding? Is it about business marketing? Is it about like, I, I, like, you tell me a little bit more because I haven't seen you for so long. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I had uh, before, like um, I knew what you were doing, but just now it's a bit like, yeah, I'm confused. So, so basically, at this moment in time, I have two main businesses that are currently active. So I have Clementine House Branding Agency, which essentially works with clients directly to 
create brands, rebrand, build strategies to help that business move forward, right? It's kind of a business development through branding. And the second mm -hmm. company, Brander Education, is, to be honest with you, simply for people who still want to be empowered through branding, but they don't have perhaps the, the budget to work directly with an agency. and want So they want to kind of do it themselves and go at their own pace as opposed to pay mm -hmm. more and have someone else do it for them. So it's, it, it's all about, you know, Brander is all about um, education, um, giving away free, you know, giving away free content, giving away free resources to help people to mm. empower their businesses, whether it's a personal brand, whether it's a, you know, whether it's a software company, anyone can use mm. this, this content to drive their business forward to connect their, with their audience. We're literally mm. in the middle of, and to be honest with you, I haven't actually announced this at all on our YouTube or anything, but we're basically right in the middle of launching mentorship programs, which are super affordable. So just to put it into, into perspective, right? Mm -hmm. My sort of hourly rate for like a consultation, if a, if a brand came to me is around 250 pounds an hour. This actual, like we've built a process, which is essentially, I think it's the lowest one is 25 pounds a month for, mm. consulta for consultation for mentorship to help you any area of building a business or building a brand, whether it be marketing, whether it be building a website, anything, mm -hmm. we help you make it happen. Mm -hmm. And, after, I'm, and I'm where, is, really excited about that. where is this knowledge coming from? So, like, I mean, yeah. yeah. So I have kind of the, I have a team of nine people, me included, who kind of helps bring it all together. I, I sort of pioneer the, the branding side of things because that's kind of my expertise. I'm not going to kind of, you know, tell someone how to do copywriting, although that's something that I can do. I'm not mm. going to kind of say that I'm an expert in copywriting because that's not really my forte. I have someone in my team who actually specializes in that, who can give that advice if it's needed, you know? So, um, mm. yeah, we have a, a team of nine people, each specializing in something very specific. And that's how we sort of, um, you know, give the best advice possible. I see. I see. Good. Like, it's good to see you. Like, it's a completely different thing from where I met you. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember what yeah. I was doing then. Cannot even remember what I was doing, and I think it was the the watch brand or something, wasn't it? The watch brand. You know yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's still like I guess like one thing brings the other, and then as like you move forward, you just learn. Which is with every profession, you just mm. learn the mistakes that you did back then and how you would do them now, and then you keep changing because like new ventures bring new knowledge, and new knowledge brings. Um, new things on the table yeah yeah the amount the amount of lessons that i learned through through that company and the mistakes mm. and the costly mistakes that i made i have saved clients yeah. i have saved clients millions and i mean that mm. millions in in just helping them and just saying listen don't do this do mm. that and it's literally saved them within literally a mm. sentence because i made that exactly and do you think that <laughs> do you think that this is gonna at some point make you create another business that it has to be about selling it has to be about like are you going to become like one of your clients sorry somebody was calling so i'm just turning it off that's right um i have something in motion at the moment which is more product based but i mm -hmm. want to i don't want to just start a business which is like here's a product here it is. Mm. Um, yeah, take it. Because kind of thing, I yeah. feel like there's a lot of businesses out there that do that. What I do want to do is I want I want to I want to sort of make a difference with with whatever the product is, right? So, and I don't want it just to be bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, here's a here's a watch, for example, which is going to change your you're a very mm -hmm. popular you're a very popular gentleman. Oh, God, I'm sorry. They keep like. No, it's like they, I keep getting some. What is this? Like um, a message that oh we, yeah. let's keep going. Like a message about like tomorrow I have a shoot tomorrow. So yeah, I'm just I just turned them off right now because yeah, they were calling me, so that I, they don't think that I'm actually insulting them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't want to. I don't want to start the business for it just to be like like a like a bullshit brand, right? Where it's basically there's, there's lots of them around where it basically says oh, we want to make you feel more confident. We want to do this. We want to do yeah, that. When yeah. really they just, they just want to sell more fucking products. They don't really care, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. It's just a case of, oh, we just want to sell more products. So we're going to put some bullshit purpose around it and hope that you buy mm -hmm. it, thinking that you're buying into something authentic and, uh, you know, organic. Mm. But it's all bullshit. There's so much, so much out there that it's so, 
you don't know anymore. You can't trust. It's exactly as like non-profit yeah. organizations, for example, which is something that I'm going to talk to you about as well. Because mm. um, there's so many things out there and people don't trust anymore just because of the, 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 the majority of the things out there are just scams or they just want you to, um, <laughs> to just give money to them. Some, some sort of, um, you know, some underlying agenda, which they don't tell you about, but it's a sad thing mm-hmm. because it, but the, the thing is, Stefanos as well, thinking about the, the, the silver lining and the positive in this, it really helps to define the strong brands, the ones that actually give a shit as opposed to the ones which just don't have any, any, any substance. They're just, mm-hmm. you know, they're just a shell. They've got a, a good looking mm-hmm. logo and they sell some products which may look nice, but they're not going to be there for you if that product goes wrong later on down the line. And mm. their, product, their products have literally just been shipped from China and you can literally mm. get the exact same thing with a different logo on it for you know, mm. half the price down the, you know, two clicks away on the internet. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's sad, but it's also very exciting for people who actually understand branding and actually know how to mm-hmm. apply it properly because every business and every person, every personal brand should have a purpose. I was on your website actually uh, before we were sort of, you know, schedule schedule the chat. And oh God, today. Of, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of. The... Ch- it's funny because last night I've changed. Like I've been building a new website, and last night with my web developer, we transferred it so that like now when you, it's a complete new website since last mm-hmm. night, literally. Uh, awesome. And there's so many things that needs to change. Because yeah. of the transfer, like some photos have been kind of like gone a bit weird. Some URLs have been going weird. So <laughs> I funny enough because I, I thought looks like, oh, awesome God. Though, man. Looks awesome. Looks awesome. Did I love, you, I did love you see the, the one with the, the copy. Oh, okay. Do you, see, do you see the one that like the, the main page is like a bright kind of pink red background with three Stephanos moving? Is that the one that you saw? Yeah, I, th- I thought one of you I was enough, but three, three is even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like it's, a, it's such a long process. And oh, sorry, what were you saying about the website? So I interrupted you. No, I just, I just love the way that you, um, that you communicated what you did. It was um, kind of comes back to the fact of you actually having a purpose. You know, you want to connect with the audience, the way that you move your body and stuff, it really helps to create an atmosphere and an experience and a memory mm. as opposed to, you know, someone just dancing. You know, it's, it's a completely different story and people pay more for that sort of thing. It's, it's funny because I'm creating a new, and not a store, a, a new store mm-hmm. uh, for the website and we need to change that today because I need to put out some other products. Now it's like some from the templates, like tables and chairs. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not selling any tables or any chairs. Um, yeah. Someone so, buys a table and a so, chair from you though. That would be amazing. Well, the, yeah. <laughs> where are we going to find the send it to? <laughs> yes, where are we going to find a table and a chair? Uh, but yeah, it's a non-stopping thing. And when you when you care about what you want to be actually doing, and you're not one of these people that just sits in the cafe for hours doing nothing, just gossiping about the people around, or just like keep having chats and talks about I don't know about theories and about like I don't know um, things that they don't actually make a change in your daily life. Uh, when you're not a person person like this then you really want to act and actually do something that will make a change for you and for the people that you're involved in and that's also something that has grew inside me from the messages that I've been getting through my um, social media accounts and through some interviews that I gave uh, in the past one to one or two years um, in Greece where I'm from uh, most of the <laughs> interviews were there and then I could see like a massive impact uh, and people just from there messaging me and saying how like very sweet messages and like how by seeing me and by seeing me doing this and taking advantage of, um, uh, of what nature gave me from my kind of like dance intuitions to, um, to my communication skills and uh, my open mindedness how this moved me forward uh, by seeing that they, are, they, they, they got inspiration from that. And they told me that I, I, you know, I influenced them in a way. And that's very beautiful. That, that's a great source of power from my, from my point of view, 
for my side to keep going, keep doing what I'm doing. Because a lot of times, especially with people like us, that like me and you, that we we take initiative, we take risks, we we think that okay, it's the right time to do something different from what I was doing before. There's a lot of risk in there, and then we like we're not 100% sure that what the, the the decisions that we're taking are actually the right decisions. But who knows, something inside us or our mind or I don't know, something tells us that that's the right thing to do. We do it and then we see how things go. Yeah. Uh, so by taking this kind of messages and getting this kind of feedback is a reassurance uh, to what we think might wasn't right. But, you know, sometimes... Um, things work well, sometimes not, but we're hoping for the best. <laughs> we live and learn. We live and learn. I think that's, um, yeah, I think that's something with which you come to a little, at least, def well, definitely for me, Stefanos, it's something which I've grown to not only be quite fond of, but also to, to sort of adapt to and like learn from. For example, like kind of the, you know, the whole lizard brain thing where, when you try, when you when you when you get to that point where you're just about to try something new, when you become extremely hesitant and sort of scared, like no matter how successful you are, you know, like you're always going to feel that hesitation because mm -hmm. the the lizard brain in all of us, the survival, you know, the, the survival instinct is telling us, what if this all goes wrong and I lose all my money and mm -hmm. then I'm homeless next mm -hmm. year? But you like over time I've learned to not only sort of make more educated and sort of calculated decisions so that mm. if it does go wrong then I don't I don't lose everything but um but also as well to kind of lean into that failure and sort of be a little bit more comfortable even though mm. my my brain's like telling me get out of there like just literally just just do mm. not do this basically it's the it's the scariest thing ever I'm still sort of like comfortable with saying well, okay I know why that's telling me I know why my brain's telling me this I need to, that if anything that's a sign that I'm on the right track and mm. I think that's something which um, I read in a Seth Gordon book. If you feel that anxiety and that hesitation, you're probably going in the right direction, which I think is a really, <laughs> yeah. which I think is a really powerful thing a lot of people can resonate with. I think for me, the most important part, also for the people that they're listening to this podcast, is like the, the thing that really made a change to me was to actually write down the practical steps. If not writing down, at least have them in your mind, the practicality. How do you reach to somewhere? You put a goal, you start saying, okay, I want to write a book, let's say. How are you going to write that book if you don't yeah. sit down with yourself and actually start saying, okay, I need to put a title or I need to think what the book is about. I need to write a small paragraph or something. You need to act in order to make things work. You want to open your own, your own business? All right, great. Sit down with yourself or with, have conversations with people that you trust their opinion on yeah. and get their feedback on your idea and then put words into that. Yeah. By having yeah. an idea, it just creates a haze in your mind. By yeah, putting yeah. it down into paper, it actually yeah. puts action. The first action that you're actually doing is by writing it. That's the first step. So in, on, in addition to that, another thing that actually, that I, as I grow up and I grow in this like, cultural uh, in the cultural sector which is a very competitive word as well i mean every job if you want to be good at something everything is competitive yeah, but the, um, the dance industry is extra competitive though isn't it it's like you know how many people my, my cousin in fact actually tried to get into a london dance school and she couldn't get in mm. and she's a really good mm. dancer but it's just one of those mm. things you know it is super super competitive one of the com most competitive industries arguably yeah it is the 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 competitiveness comes from i would say from the fact that the the jobs are not that many mm -hmm. yeah. uh, there are not many positions and as as things move forward uh, they are looking for dancers who can do a bit of everything but they can have two parts in a production yeah. not just one uh, so that makes things even even more difficult but going back to what I was saying about the cultural sector is that the team that you surround yourself with, that is a very important thing. A lot of us uh, freelancers or even uh, dancers or creatives that are uh, in-house in companies, they're in-house staff in companies, we forget how important it is that you become the people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. 
you want to become a successful kind of person in your field, great. Surround yourself with the best team possible. The best lighting design, you want to create a production, great. Try to find the best conductor, the best um, uh, composer, the best uh, co-dancers. Like You need to make sure that the people who are by your side are as inspirational and aspirational as yourself. Um, and sometimes, you know, we, we, we forget that. We, we think, okay, I'm good at what I'm doing. Let me find some others around me that they can do the job. No, you don't want people who can do the job because then the job is going to be a can-do job. You want a job, you want to be as perfect as your idea, as your um, as your initiative. So uh, I think that's a very important thing that I'm discovering as I go by as well. Oh, and <laughs> I keep going. Sorry, I will keep chatting no, go, and chatting. Go, go. Just because it's a nice go. conversation to have. Um, a lot of times, especially when it, when people ask me about what you or like, how which people do you work with or what people do you like and stuff. I, um, a lot of times people think, okay, in order for you or for anybody else to have a person to work for your idea, costs a fortune. Uh, Soon enough, I've discovered um, uh, that there are people around me that they would love to work with me with a little money or no money at all, just because they have the same passion that I have to create things. Therefore, there are other people around me that they actually want to do that as well. And they want to put my name into their CV or their, or I would like to put their name or my CV. It's like kind of like exchange of, um, of, 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 of powers and sources. So there, there are a lot of people that they show up like this in the, in the course of time. And um, I think that's also a good thing to remember if you want to create things or if you want to make new stuff. Yeah, 100%. I think, I think where a lot of people get, um, get a little bit frustrated and sort of confused with that is they might be, you know, wanting to do something and they might be contacting people and not getting any replies or people are not taking them seriously enough. Something that's really important is you've been dancing for, you said, 20 years, right? Mm. You've put in the work, you've put in the work to get to where you are. And I feel like that is a key part in acquiring and sort of connecting with those types of people, people who are equally as passionate, people who are willing to do something just because they, they, they love it and they have passion for it and they're creative and they want to create something incredible. You know, those are things like those types of people don't just walk into your life because, hey, they've got, they've got time to waste on you. Those mm-hmm. people are, it's, it's, not, it's not a selfish exchange, but they're not going to do something which doesn't benefit them in some way, some way shape, or form, you know? So mm-hmm. it has to be a two-way street, you know? It's, it's very easy to, to sort of... It's very easy to say, oh, can you, you know, can you do this with me and can you help me get mm-hmm. to where I need to be? But if you're not helping yourself and you're not, you know, like you have, you've put the time in mm-hmm. over 20 years to, to, you know, to move your body in a certain way and to... Like I was watching your, your show reel as well on YouTube to express emotion and through movement in a way that mm-hmm. <clears throat> I didn't even think was possible with the human body. Just watching, I was like, I was. Mm. But I, was, I think that it's a very, it, I think that's also a very beautiful thing. What you're mentioning about people want to take advantage of something. They want to gain something from a collaboration or from something. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that this is actually the fire that lights things up. Yeah. They want to get something right. You want to get something right. Not in a, in a, not in a selfish way at all. You both have your own inspirations and your own sectors. Why don't we bring those things together and create something beautiful that will be equally yeah. beneficial for both of the parties, yeah. both or like whoever wants to be involved. And also, let's not forget that despite all these madness that we're living, there are still people um, that they are kind enough that they want to do things just so that they can feel um, liberated that they do some good for somebody else like yesterday I went out and I saw two genuine homeless people sleeping at like 8 o'clock in the morning in the cold I went to Sainsbury's next door I got some sandwiches I got some food I left them next to them they didn't like they were still asleep when I left them there so I didn't have to gain anything from that apart from my own my own like 
relief, let's say, that I yeah. contributed in such a small way to something that makes me feel good. That's going to be the same thing for other people about your kind of um, inspirations and careers and like goals that you want to do. Yeah. And remember, uh, Scott, that I, I've, been, I've been looking a lot through this whole time, even at the Royal Opera House where I worked, or even Welsh National Opera, like with like big productions and big organizations, I've been looking for inspirational people. I've been looking for people who have the same passion that I have to progress, to do something, to feel that as the time goes by, I am growing with the time and I'm gaining knowledge. I'm gaining new, um, new experiences. And it's very hard. It's really hard. Even young people that I see around me, they're so lethargic. And that's something that makes me feel angry and sad because it's very hard for people like us that they want to progress and people like maybe the people that they're listening to this podcast right now to, they, they will feel quite familiar with what I'm saying that you really want to find people to have by your side that as they grow up, you grow up with them and not, not like in a relationship or something, but like even I call them the working saints. Um, that's how I call them. Cause I have like, different categories of people in my mind and work i call them like working saints are the people who they're your actual saints at work they are angels that they will fly for their own benefit they're going to get you with them and you can work together and progress together and and it's very hard to find these people Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the video. My name is Scott Lancaster, the founder of Branda and Clementine House Branding Agency. I just want to say thank you so, so, so much for supporting the Branda YouTube channel. We're literally growing so, so fast and it's all down to you guys. If you haven't already, make sure you go over to www.wearebranded.com as there's absolutely tons of free brand building resources for you to enjoy. So yeah, just check those out and enjoy the rest of the video. Some people just have different interests. So for example, I mean, we're both very much cut from the same cloth. We both are very much dedicated to, you know, our, our crafts and our interests, right? Some other people are, and this doesn't mean that, you know, for example, um, you know, we can't be dedicated to our families and our friends, but some people mm-hmm. are just, um, you know, it is correct that some people are just lazy and I am kind of trying to not be an arsehole basically by uh, I'm being very careful <laughs> no. with how I, I'm being very careful with how they I choose are. my words. But, oh, yeah, I some don't. people are lazy. <laughs> some people are lazy and then other mm. people just um just maybe haven't found that thing yet. And that that's a mm. sad thing because we both know that, you know, if you if you didn't have dance for example, I'm sure you would do something else. But like, you know, you, you may you may also feel a little lost, you know, like like I personally mm. During that week, for example, when I didn't have a single email in my inbox, I, I felt so lost because I didn't have that mm. thing which which I love, which I'm so passionate about, and which you know mm. I spent loads of time with my girlfriend, and that made me happy. But at the same time, you know that that thing which gets me up in the morning every morning and really sort of mm. drives me on, that was gone for a week, mm. and that, re- that really 100%. made me realize how important it is to to have that thing, a thing, anything. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the thing is that we are so many different categories of people in the world, and that's like also um, from um, researches and stuff. So, like apart from like sexuality and like straight, homosexuals, by whatever, whatever, it has to be also with um, with the types of people that we are. So, for example, you're talking about uh, some people that they haven't found that thing that lights fire inside them, and. I completely agree with you. It's so important to have that thing, to discover, to try and find what the thing is that makes you wake up in the morning and doesn't let you sleep in the night. So some people haven't found that. And, you know, in some cases, I've I've met those people that um, they're fine with it. And I can understand that. I can't myself just because I always knew what I wanted to be doing. But some people are fine with living there. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. They find their own balances. They find their own ways of working their life through. Uh, but yeah, for people like us that we want, uh, we know what category we are in and we want to explore more in our sectors. Uh, I think it's quite liberating. Yeah, It's definitely liberating. But 
at the same time as well, and this is only because I've had these these types of conversations before with with my brothers and with family and friends, where I mean, I actually have people in my family where I'm pretty much, apart from perhaps sort of my brothers, I'm probably the only one in my family who's kind of, I, I sort of take the biggest risks. You could probably say I take the biggest risks, mm. and that isn't that, that 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 isn't a good thing. In some ways, it's a curse as well because the amount of mm. anxiety and you know, yeah. sleepless nights and you know the amount mm. that the lack of social um experiences that i have sort of in comparison to people in my mm. family you know that, that that isn't necessarily a good thing like regardless of how much financial how financially comfortable you are you know dis- disregarding you know business mm. success and all that sort of carry on you know i would be i would be lying through my teeth if i said that i never become envious of people who just you know just you know <laughs> yeah go and work a normal job and then, and then, you know, spend time with their yeah. family and friends and do amazing things all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I think about that sort of stuff I've all the time. I've thought about this so many times and I, I can say out loud that I'd rather be the boring person in a whole team of people, families or anything, which is not the one who is going out all the time, is not the one who is the one who's actually sitting in the living room in front of a MacBook trying to do more and find more and do things. Whereas other people are like, Oh, come on, let's have a drink in the living room. Like I don't want to have a, link, a, a drink in the living room. I I'm not enjoying that. I want to stay and finish the thing that I, that I, I believe in. So I'd rather be that boring person and I'd rather those people stay away from me <laughs> and have 10 more people in the room that they have their MacBooks and they're like, yes, let's do it. Uh, that's a good advert for MacBooks, by the way, <laughs> no, no, no advert placement. I'll be on the um, phone. I'll be calling you after the after this interview. Yeah, sure. I hope so, but no. I don't always <laughs> have hopes. Um, but yeah, I'd rather be that boring person rather than be the person who goes out and just like has, has fun for the sake of fun. My fun difficult? comes from. Do you think that's difficult? Uh, Do you I think, think it's, it's difficult, difficult to be that person. No, I don't think it's difficult. I think what's difficult is to think about it with yourself and accept it. Be like, yes, I am that boring person. I'm not boring when I don't want to be boring. When I want a New Year, say Christmas, like Christmas coming now, or like a a friend of of mine's birthday. Yes, I'm going to go, I'm going to drink, I'm going to do my thing. But on my, on a daily basis, I, my, my, entertainment my good time is to be focused on what i want to progress and once you realize that you don't want a day to go by as as you know the time goes by so quickly you don't want a day go by and feel that you haven't done something for your child because that's exactly how i feel about what i'm creating in um in my sector i feel that i've given birth to a child and i want every single day to see it progressing in my own ethos in my own uh, with my own values and i just want to see this progressing so that's the joy for me it's like an obsession mm. yeah it is 100 percent. and that's fine that's fine it's not a bad thing i don't think it's a bad thing it doesn't stop me from doing things that i want to be doing mm. Like if I want to travel for for a reason, I'll travel. Mm-hmm. Um, if I want to see like my instincts, my emotions will, or your instincts, your emotions will, will tell you, okay, now is the right time to actually go to my room and hug my partner, and just cuddle for a little bit. Whereas my partner would want this to be twenty four hours per day. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I can't do that. I don't have that much of time to to spend in cuddles. You know what I mean? <laughs> That is that is definitely something which I mean I've experienced this year alone. Um, me and my girlfriend have learned a lot about each other this year. Um, mm. we've, I, I literally came to China, and from the day is that, that where I you came, are now? I'm, I'm in I'm in Shanghai right now, as I'm talking to you. And that's um, amazing. <laughs> man, it, it sounds it, so exotic. <laughs> it sounds exotic, mate. It's uh, it, it is most certainly not exotic. Um, but yeah, it's definitely really? a nice place, man. And I would definitely, definitely suggest you uh, you visit at some point. But <clears throat> yeah, is it I as cold as it is in London right now? I don't think it's as cold as it is in London, but it definitely gets chilly right. sometimes. One hundred and ten percent. But yeah, I basically yeah. landed in landed in Shanghai, and we went into lockdown straight away. So me and my girlfriend have literally lived together for a mm-hmm. year. And we've only actually been together for about a year and 
a year and, and a half. five yeah. months or something. Yeah, something like yeah. a year and a half. That's nuts. Yeah. That's like the craziest thing ever. And we haven't killed each other yet. She yeah. she is holding she is holding herself together yeah. fairly well. But um, yeah, man, like that whole thing of accepting the fact and, and communicating with your partner as well, and kind of saying, "Listen, mm. like my girlfriend's had to learn that." And to be honest with you, my girlfriend works just as hard as me, fortunately. Like she works for Unilever and she is absolutely like probably one of the hardest workers I know. Um, harder mm. harder working than me sometimes. But she she understands, thankfully, that, you know, my, my like a lot of my time has to go into this. Not because I have to do it because, you know, I, I could mm. take a day off whenever I want. But it, mentally and emotionally, mm. even if like, even if we like we go out somewhere and stuff, she knows for a fine fact I'm thinking about work. She knows, she knows, like off instinct. She knows mm. I'm thinking about a website or a client or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm checking my emails or whatever. Always. She mm. always knows. And that's something which... It's, you know, it's, it's good that if you find a partner like this that actually understands you. But mm. also, we, we never should forget that these people are there because they show a lot of understanding. And they want the same understanding from our side. So... Yeah. For me, I, I, I'm kind of the same thing, but when I arrange with my partner or with somebody like to do something together, yes, I will have the feeling that work is with me on my mobile device. Yes, emails, everything is there. Uh, but I'm not going to, you know, give in to work when I'm, when I'm yeah. in another kind of in a different occasion. So, you know, it's like, it's, it's a give and take, it's learn, it's constantly learning about you. And also, let me say that if you survive with your partner after the second lockdown as well, you're born to be with each other. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> oh my God, no, honestly, if I, if I had to tell you some of the, she, she's only in the other room, if I had to tell you some of the stories that we've been through this year, I swear to God, you, you would, you would probably... Give us a round of applause to be honest. It has been, a, it has been an experience. <laughs> to, every, to any couple, to any couple that's been <laughs> yeah. going through two lockdowns, it. it's a first in a lifetime experience for our parents, our grandparents, yeah. our, I don't know, like, I don't know if other people yeah. have had to deal with this. Oh, and you have a cat. How lovely. How can you see him? He, so basically, yeah. this, this, this cat, right? This cat was homeless, and me and my dog were, mm. um, me and my dog were basically out just walking around early in the morning and he, and he was next to the road like pretty much almost like he was he was like starving and stuff we brought him home and gave him some food and stuff and uh and i, I basically left. i wanted to i wanted to give him to the vets and just let them get find a home for him my girlfriend had other ideas so there he is <laughs> yeah oh there you go yeah. oh, horrible so sweet. horrible little uh little little feline such hard work mm. What other questions could I answer to you, Mr. Scott Lancaster? I actually have a couple. I actually have a couple that I wanted Give to me. ask you. With, um, with, with, with you obviously building your personal brand, obviously we know how kind of, a, you know, how dedicated you are to, you know, your dancing, but in regards to personal branding and sort of, you know, mm. you mentioned building a website and improving that. What mm. do you feel personally in your experience as being one of the most important things from a, a personal brand standpoint mm. that has helped you get you know the incredible work that you've that you've you know managed to mm. do in such a short period of time for me it has two things the first thing is dedication and i know it sounds very cliche but not dedication it's like oh yeah let's be dedicated in like this kind of uh, situation it's actually dedication that i was literally waking up and sleeping thinking what i can do to make myself more known about my work how can i show my work how can people start learning more about me so that i can get more work for what i'm doing so there was a like a constant dedication situation in my mind that i want i wanted to progress more and more and the second thing is research, research, the research and learn. A lot of times we wait for other people to do things for us. We're waiting for the opportunity to show up without us actually trying to gain any opportunity. So I was researching a lot. How can I do this? How can I create a logo? How can I use, how can I edit photos for my portfolio? How can I use social media? And what is social media? How can I connect my social media accounts together? Like I was starting getting knowledge that no university would give to me. No dance university would give to me. No, none of the people around me 
could give that to me. And so I started gaining knowledge in so many different ways and in so many different platforms uh, that at some point everything looks so weird, uh, but, at, but there is a time that things connect together. And for me, research and learn and reading articles and watching videos that have to do with what I want to do made me get a diff- like a complete different idea of what I should be doing uh, to grow that personal branding. And um, especially when it comes to dancing in the cultural sector, we all, a lot of dancers or performers, uh, they think, okay, I'll, I'll do my studies I, and then I'm going to go for auditions. I'm going to apply for auditions. There's so much more that you should be doing in 2020 in order to have have things ready and have people ready to see you and then get you. Because, you know, there are so many um, companies or opportunities or projects out there that they don't hire you anymore for just how high you can lift your leg. They want to see your aesthetics. They want to see how you work. They want to see how you think. They want to see like your photos, or your, your CV, your showreel, your website. They, and when you show these things that they're, everything is so well organized, they get a, a great clear idea of what professional they have on the other side. Yeah. And when they see that you're not taking things uh, like lighthearted, this is a very a key point uh, that I've seen a lot of producers or directors that have come to me or choreographers and told me, well, your online presence is great. And that made us feel that you have really sought yourself out and you showed us that you're not taking this um, lighthearted, you're taking it very seriously and you want to progress in that sector. So there we are. We want you to be part of our team because, you know, they don't hire you for just you. They hire you for anything else that you might be bringing with the team, the aesthetics, the mind, the, the online presence, so many things. So um, it's not bad to actually accept that and use it, use it for your benefit and to have more things uh, in line. So basically what you're saying is, you know, there's, there's the bare minimum or the minimum that you kind of are expected to have. So for example, mm-hmm. you know, if I walked into a, you know, a dance audition, I couldn't lift my leg above, you know, my waist, I'd probably be pretty screwed. Right. <laughs> so you need, you need to be able to, <laughs> I'm even trying to envisage that. And even, even, even the mm-hmm. thought of it, it just makes my leg hurt. So you obviously need to know how to do the, do the skill, but going that extra mile, that's where, that's where the true credibility is won. When you go the extra mile and you have everything yeah. in place to show that, listen, I'm not fucking around. I have things. Yeah. I'm doing this. And I take this extremely yeah. seriously. And obviously actions speak louder than words. I think the hard part is up until you enter the door of the audition. When you enter the door of the audition, that is about your body skills, like the improvisation that they might ask you to do, a lot of like things into the kind of moving, um, in, a, in, a, in a moving kind of uh, situation. But uh, before you get into that uh, audition studio, they will, that's when the play, that's where the game, I think, is. For me, that's what what has helped me to go through a lot of auditions. Obviously, I had a lot of um, uh, people declining. Um, like I, I had a lot of people not wanting to work for them. That's fine. That that's failures. That's fine. That's that's where you learn from and get feedback from. Why? What? What could you do better? But before you enter that studio, it's all that online presence and how professional your your you will show yourself uh, into the cover letter that you're going to send for those editions, uh, how you can make yourself different from the rest of like 300 people that are going to apply for something. How can you do that without the director or the producer not even knowing you? How can you do that? By actually showing a very organized and professional manner in your online presence and how you present yourself via email. The documents that you're going to send from the photos to the CV to the showreel, people, the people who are interested to do a professional work, they will want these things. Uh, and sometimes, as the performers, we get lost in just working on our technique. Uh, and we just leave the per, kind of like personal branding or the marketing point of view. 
to like to go in as in the second kind of stage. Uh, but I think it's the balance between both. Yeah, you can't just have you know you can't. <clears throat> to be honest with you, after after sort of listening to that, there's there's a lot of people who are just bells and whistles. You know, you know they they know how to sell what they do and mm. like, oh, I'm, I'm, say for example, I'm the best dancer in the world and my website and everything's great, but mm. they can't dance for toffee. But then there's mm. the other people who are kind of, can dance really well, but they haven't got that presence. They haven't got that extra oomph and spark mm. to really sort of yeah. them stand out. So what you're saying is you need to be somewhere in the middle, somewhere sort of in the, you know, in the, um, between the two. The to, best thing to really would be to be, to be great at both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't know if there's enough, I don't know ideally. if there's enough time in the day to make things, um, as great as possible uh but i think to make things as great as possible you can as um as as best as you can in your own kind of uh strengths in the something that i really wanted to just discuss with you briefly is in the in the dance world obviously you know there it is i I came from a a chefing background so in, in in kitchens generally it is very it's a very masculine sort of testosterone fueled environment, right? And mm-hmm. in the in the in the world of dancing and that sort of community, I'm a, and please tell me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. is it is it is it very sort of you know female orientated still, or is that sh- shifting? And and also, how does sort of sex sexuality play a part? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, with everything that's going on at the moment, with you know, um, you know equal rights and you know people coming out as you know transgender and you know different gender pronouns and obviously everything's getting a little bit a little Mm -hmm. bit um heated and there's a lot of friction and and, you know especially with those types of topics how has that kind of impacted the you know the world of dance and 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 what's your experience with 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 Mm -hmm. that side of things it has definitely helped a lot i think all these situations but also speaking from the uk kind of based point of view uh the the shifting is happening way quicker from other countries so there is a lot of uh, the the kind of um the it it is quite female oriented a lot of people's minds uh but at the same time there are a lot of there's a lot of male presence right now Mm. and um it's it's kind of like controversial because you know like the the women's rights are like really going high right now which is great and then the the male kind of presence in the dance is kind of like it's completely the opposite uh but i don't think um things are going are, are getting bad they're actually getting really really uh, much 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 better for the uh for the male dancers and male performers um from the, on the other side, for example, me coming from a small country like Greece, uh, uh, during my 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 young uh, my youth years, I I received like I got a lot of um, bad let's say um, I got some like quite quite some bad energy and got bad, bad words from people around me about doing ballet or about performing or about how to, kind of like how more um, I was quite like a feminine boy, uh, so this looked weird in people's eyes and because it was different. So it's a natural instinct from the people to react to what looks weird to them or like what looks different to them. Um, so it's like things have been progressing a lot on that sector and also what actually really, really helped me because uh, everything starts, you know, everything starts from one person in order to be projected to the rest is for me to really understand who I am, really accept who I am, really accept what I do, really be proud of who I am and proud of what I do. And then once I just let that, those things out, I set myself free. So there's nothing, uh, nothing better than actually walking and being proud of what you've done, proud of what you're doing in your work life and projecting that out there. So whoever says anything, I don't care anymore. Uh, I've really crossed that um, that stage uh, but definitely the dance sector it's for for me it's quite liberating here in london that they do want transgender people they do want people with disabilities they want to create more productions that they project um these forms of bodies and people and it's great to raise awareness for that because uh, like I grew up with children that they had like dark, darker skin than me. I, I've danced with people who couldn't move their legs. Uh, like by doing this and by giving me the opportunity as a, 
a white male performer to work with these people, I change my mind as well. I keep like, I get more, more, I start learning more and, and become more aware of uh, what's out there. And, you know, seeing those people on stage, seeing a, on, on those people on adverts, on TVs, the, on, on the TV, it's, it's great. You raise awareness. You make people not seeing this as a different thing anymore. You don't make them react on that anymore. You don't make them feel uncomfortable. They are unique. They are loved. They should be loved. And they should be treated as like anybody else. Um, so I, for me, it's, it, yeah, it's a great thing. Uh, all these changes that they're happening. Uh, some changes are good, some changes are bad. There's always one side of things, but it's did always... Did you know, you said that you were quite sort of a, a feminine boy when you were younger. Did you know, mm -hmm. like, when did you actually sort of become aware of, you know, kind of, you know, really who you were and, you know, when did you start actually sort of develop a real understanding in regards to sort of who you are from a sexuality standpoint? Oh, are you calling me gay? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? Not, not in a million years. <laughs> um, no, joking. Um, it, it, there, was a, a, there was a long process. It's not like from one day to another, especially when you grow up in a small city. Mm. I mean, not small, but in a, in, a, in a town and in a small country in comparison with the rest of the world. So you don't see, as I say, as I said, there was not many images in my mind of people around me that could be gay or could have a proper relationship with the same sex person. Or there weren't a lot of images of transgender people or like, I don't know, like creative, creative ways of projecting the differences uh, amongst the people. So there was a long process. Uh, and then at some point, you know, when you get bullied all the time and you get like, when you have people uh, telling you off about your natural instincts, there are two ways for me. I, one way is to hide it completely. And this like hiding just brings a feel for me or what I've seen from people around me, either depression or a fake way of living in any sort of way, by getting married to the people that you don't want, by cheating on the person that you've got married because you your natural instincts tell you that you want to have a, um, a connection with somebody else, maybe from the same sex, uh, as, I say, from the same, as I said. And um, that's the one way. And the other way is the other side is to, um, to actually accept who you are and start fighting back. If they fight you, if they bout you, you bite back. I always, I was always, I was the person that I never... Um, I never, I never fought back um, by punching or like getting into this kind of um, strange, but I was always fight back through wording, through expressing, um, through expressing how disappointed or how angry or how sad I am by somebody on the other side telling me these bad words to me. So even if you don't believe it sometimes, the people who are the bullies or who are very harsh on you, if you become completely honest and tell them, look, you're doing this to me without any reason. I haven't done anything to you. I haven't hurt you. And you're hurting me with your words by something that I can't control or it's natural to me or it's my instincts. Yeah. And then you give them examples. You tell, like, I've had this, like I said, what if I had one arm? Would you, would you make fun of me? What if I couldn't walk? Would you make fun of me? Because if I was born that way, then what's the reason for you to, to be angry at me? And then, funny enough, they get emotional. They actually get, yeah. um, they think about it and they're like, oh my God. And then, you know, that's how you, for me, that's how you make a change. Yeah, maybe they're not even aware of it as well, Stefanos. Maybe, you know, because if something's kind of intangible and, you know, you can't sort of see it and you can't mm. feel it, you know, they may be thinking, you know, it isn't as, you know, it isn't something which is as important or as, uh, it's not going to impact you as much, but obviously it does, you know, they, these types of things. I think that's why, yeah, I think that's why I'm, I'm talking a lot about awareness. That word is like a very raising awareness on specific issues that they that in a lot of people's minds, they're taboos. Like, I'm, I'm, 
where, where can I start from? Like from talking, like a lot of people are scared. I'm going to give you an example. It's like quite irrelevant, but relevant at the same time. When you talk about death, people immediately, they go back, they're scared. They don't want to talk about death. They don't, they feel that as like, when you talk about it, you become, you become closer, you, you get closer to death. But actually you become familiar with it and then you can deal with it in a much more healthier way. So exactly the same as homosexuality. When you talk about it with somebody who is not homosexual, that doesn't make them homosexual. That actually makes them aware that there are people around them that their nature gave them that kind of in a, like the, the, that instinct. So it's not like when you surround like your people or like when you talk with those kind of people that you become part of it. A lot of people want to try it. They want to try a new way of, um, of having sex with somebody. And as well, like now I'm bringing up sex, for example, why, when you have to talk about sex, why do you have to do it in a, like, why do people have to think in a weird, in weird ways? Why do they have to go against it or rather not talk about it? I wish I had people when I was young talking to me more about it in the sex education so that I am more aware of the dangers so that I'm more aware of like what I should do to protect myself. Um, so like, yeah, these things are, are things that sh we should raise awareness for and talk about them openly because then people become familiar with them. Yeah, I suppose it all just blooms mm -hmm. from, you know, childhood experiences. I suppose if you're not being, you know, again, going back to awareness, if you're not exposed to, you know, different types of things and, you know, for example, mm -hmm. if you're, if you keep yourself in sort of a bubble almost and you're not kind of you know you don't meet different types of people it can be a little bit of a learning a learning experience when mm. you know you go out into the real world and you have to engage with someone from a completely different background from a completely different you know, ethnic group mm. who has different beliefs to you who has different values to you who you know and I, th I think that's a beautiful thing in one in one case and in the other case it's, it's, it's something which everyone, you know, needs. I mean, this is quite a basic thing, but it's, it's something that everyone needs to learn. It's something which my brothers are going through at this moment in time. You know, they're, they're I mean, my, my brother's just literally moved to America and he, um, I was really proud of him. He had dinner at his friend's, his friend's house and his, his, his friend is, I believe he's, I believe he's friendly. I'm not sure if he's Greek, but it's definitely somewhere close to, to, to sort of that, that region and he basically said that he's never tasted food like that before he's never sort of you know did that the, the sort of the ritual that they did before they had the food and stuff like I think they, mm. they, they did some sort of prayer or something and I'm just like that, that that's something which you know I want him to be exposed to and I think everyone should be exposed to in some way mm. shape or form and I feel like when you have conversations with people and you just see how people some different types of people behave it's really evident that the it's, it's really evident who has exposed themselves to, you know, mm. these new experiences and these new yeah, types of so people true. put themselves in those uncomfortable situations mm. where, I mean, sometimes I, I remember I, I, I went for breakfast with, um, with this, um, a lawyer maybe two years ago. And we went out, we went, we went out for, for, for breakfast and she, um, she actually went to pay for the breakfast and, it was weird because obviously mm. the the nature in me was like, mm. oh, I'm t you know, we're, we're going out for breakfast. I should like I should pay, but she paid before I could even thingy. And then we kind of had this awkward moment where she was like, "What were you expecting to pay? Is that what it is?" Nothing. Like we weren't like challenging <laughs> each other, but it was an awkward situation because she was kind yeah. of like, "I was expecting to pay," and I was like, "I I just I was just open and honest. I was like, mm. this is really awkward." I don't actually mm. know what to do here. Like, and then, then we actually end up discussing that moment for like yeah. ten minutes. Like, while we actually wait for our food, it was it was bizarre, mm. absolutely bizarre. But I just think those types think, of conversations are really important, aren't they? They're really important. Yeah, I think that independence is such a beautiful thing when you discover it, even if you're a woman or a man or non-binary or non-gender person, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, when you discover that kind of, um, yeah, like your the the joy of loneliness in one hand, and the other the other one is uh, 
the independence, um, it's a beautiful thing because it's empowering. You give space and time to yourself to like, be who you are and not care. Hello guys, thank you so much for watching this content. It means the world to us. If you want more content like this, then feel free to subscribe. But also, if you're interested in actually building a brand of your own and starting a business on the right foot, feel free to go to wearebranded.com where you'll find tons of free information and actionable advice. We look forward to seeing you there.